Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Kelly Rudy's standing by here. He's ready to go in a few minutes, but a couple of folks called in. Uh, we got Ron first and then Elvis. Guys, I got to ask you to be relatively brief today because we got Kelly's appearance. Ron, go ahead first. Hey, Reid. Um, what concerns me is is that they, is that our players may be cautious or hesitant to play their game comfortably simply because they don't have the confidence in our goalies. You know, this should have been, you know, the most important position solidified before the start of the season. What do you think? I think that that if the players don't have confidence in their goaltender, that can definitely affect how they play, for sure. And, and, I, and I think we've seen that. So I think that's a valid concern for sure, Ron. We also have Elvis standing by. Elvis, go fire away, buddy. I'll be real brief. Uh, Reed, first of all, I just question number one really quickly. Uh, you can answer both at the same time, if you would. Uh, do you think Kenny Holland and Dave Tippett will be gone if they lose a couple more games while uh, Tippett or Holland? Number two, I think, really quickly. I think, I think Tippett, possibly, if they don't turn it around, I think Holland's here until the end of the season. That's what I think. Okay, and, and really quickly with uh, – with, uh, Florida, why would they start their backup goalie when they haven't played since Saturday against the Flames and they roll in town all guns a-blazing tomorrow night? Thanks, Reed. Sorry, wait, sorry, Florida or the Oilers? The Florida. They started their backup goalie last night. Oh, I'm not sure. I, I didn't follow it close enough, Elvis. Or I'm sorry, I don't have an answer. Yeah, that's. I, I noticed he was playing. Um, what's their schedule after Edmonton tomorrow? Do they go to Vancouver on Saturday? Probably. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I'm sorry, I didn't read about why they made that decision with the goaltending, Elvis. I have let you down yet again. Sometimes I do that. Okay, tell you what, uh, we'll call a quick timeout again. Kelly Rudy is coming up. He's, he's uh, going to ask him if he's ever scored a goal. Well, I know he hasn't scored a goal. He's, if he's ever tried to score a goal, as we had a young man in the AJHL get an empty netter uh last night and uh, kelly will also tell you about any conflicts he had with media members throughout the course of his career he's up next on inside sports oh there's some death leopard is this you got me running, Kellen? It is. Off of High and Dry, I believe. 1981's High and Dry. That's right, baby. Mm-hmm. If, you want, if you want 41-year-old songs, you come to Inside Sports. <laughs> I have a question. Why is the guy diving uh, headfirst into a dry pool? There's no because water in his pool. he's high and dry, baby. That's what it feels like to be high and dry. Makes sense to me. You're, 
you're on the diving board, so you're high, but there's no water in the pool, so then you're going to be dry. Well, that's not a good situation. That's, that's the best. <laughs> Maybe it should have been called high, then dry. I. <laughs> if you look closely at that album cover, mm-hmm. so that's the one. It has the guy diving into an empty pool, right? And there's a there's a bunch of men's faces all around the outside, the kind of the mm-hmm. border, right? Yep, yep. It's it's only three guys, and they just altered the facial hair on each guy's face to make it look like there's a bunch of different guys. Oh, okay, closely, yeah. I can totally see it. Yeah, guys. So there is my fun fact for everybody tonight. If you have high and dry on CD tape. Eight track, what am I missing? Oh, album. Go go look at it, and you'll see it's the same three guys, but they just like I, it was digital then. But so, well, maybe they had something that could do it. But they just put different facial hair on the faces to make it look like different guys. Crazy. It's the same three guys over and over again. There you go. Don't say this show isn't educational. Next hour, we're going to divide by a pie by pie and see how many decimal places we get. Anyway. Ooh. He joins us every week on Inside Sports. He is powered by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. It's former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster, Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Reed, thanks for having me back on. I had a uh, little work hiatus. I, uh, My wife and I both ended up getting COVID, and uh, so... I was uh, out of commission for a little bit, but happy to say I'm doing really well, and she's doing great, and so I'm back at work now. Yeah, well, you're you're back in action, and, and quite frankly, some people would say in two in the last two weeks, you never sounded better. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I, I kind of wondered that. I did the Flames game last night versus Florida, and it, it was something, I said something like uh, this to my broadcast partner, Rick Ball. It's really glad to be back, and I don't know if everybody would agree that they're watching at home, but I know I'm happy to be back at work. <laughs> well, of course, uh, we're happy to have you back here uh, on Inside Sports. You join us every week throughout the hockey season, and uh, I got I to gotta, I gotta <coughs> something pretty fun here. Uh, and I'll, at a goalie for the Spruce Grove Saints in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, Tristan Martin, who yeah. uh, I... I I, I, he's going to be on the show a little bit later on. He's actually oh, playing cool. another. Uh, he's playing another game tonight, so I taped with him this nice. afternoon. Uh, he scored. He shot at the length of the ice behind his own net, wow. all the way down into the other empty net. It's believed to be the first goalie goal in the Alberta Junior Hockey League, which is pretty cool. Holy. Wow. Uh, now I I don't, I don't I can't believe we've never talked about this. That at least that I remember, and all the time you've been on my show, uh, did you ever shoot for an empty net or ever? And if so, did you come close? <laughs> okay, so, um, well, I don't know. What would, do you know what the score was when Tristan shot they that up, puck down? They were, they were up two. They up were up two, two okay. goals, yeah. Okay, so you have a little bit of uh, cushion room there, right? So, okay, so you probably wouldn't remember this about my career, and I'm sure your listeners wouldn't either, but I actually, I don't give compliments to myself very often. I, I like self-deprecating humor, but the fact of the matter is I was actually really good at handling the puck and I could really shoot the puck back in the day. Uh, and, um, so with the encouragement of my teammates, they were always suggesting to me that if we have a two goal lead, not a one goal lead, but a two goal lead that I should try and rip it down the ice for an empty netter. They always thought that would be really cool. And I was against it. I was completely against it, in fact, until they sort of got my ear and got my attention. And I was saying, okay, well, maybe I can. And in particular, just how they're urging me on, right? So 
we had a two goal lead al arbor and you know my love for al and and deep respect for his mind towards the game and and typically i didn't think al was all that old school considering how you would think you would act but so there was a two goal lead and i did try it and uh turned out to just be an icing we ended up still winning by two goals no harm done i thought and i went back to the dressing room and let's just say al was not very happy with me and he let me know in front of all my teammates about how selfish i was and that could have potentially turned into a one goal game which could have potentially turned into a tie game and that uh, basically never ever 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 try that again so i didn't and and then i got traded to la and all my teammates in particular a guy like luke robitaille he was like kelly you got to go for it it'd be so cool and he was he was always urging me on again and i just couldn't get al arbor out of my head so all my life and i had plenty of opportunities to try and rifle it down the ice and get a goal and and i just my head got in the way and i just couldn't so i admire guys that uh, tried it i admired guys that uh, uh, scored that way and i really admire how the game has changed now that you kind of celebrate it right that yeah you know you're not being selfish you're not being a hot dog it's it's well within your skill set like i could have easily ripped it over everybody's head and in fact in practice i tried it often and i was pretty darn accurate because you also have to remember and i didn't see tristan's but yeah you have to practice a lot because you have to take into account the spin or the rotation of the puck right so oftentimes if you're left-handed shooting goaltender i would have to aim to the right of the net because depending on where the puck lands on the ice but with that rotation of the puck it's going to curve and so it's not as easy if you have a great shot it's still not as easy to hit an empty net because you have to take into that factor also but uh you know i think coaches today they don't mind it um in fact you know one thing that proves that point now you can ice the puck from anybody or from anywhere if you're a skater and coaches don't care if there's a face-off in your own zone right it used to be that was a no-no you never went and shot the puck from your own zone into an empty net in case there was an icing and then in case that led to a, a, a goal and so that whole mindset has changed i'm going to say about six or seven years ago that every coach just trusts the centerman so much that we'll take as many draws in our own zone now we don't care and so yeah. that's a good thing yeah, and if, yeah, and if it and if it goes in, then the game's over, right? So right, yeah, right. It's maybe worth the try. That's a, that's interesting. I I did not know that that you never tried for it again, even with other oh, coaches. Man, that's amazing. No way. And and you think in L.A. like you know that was all high scoring, right? Like <laughs> right. six four. Why why wouldn't the goalie right. shoot for him? Do that? I mean, <laughs> You're the only guy without yeah. a point. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it's uh, whenever I see it, I'm like still I'm, I'm very envious of these guys that have the mindset to do it. And like I said, it's a hard thing to do, though. It, it just doesn't uh, just doesn't slide down the ice in a straight line. There's a little bit of science behind it. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. OK, uh, Flames and Panthers last night. You know, uh, I think Calgary just had two wins in their previous 11. So they got a big win because they're in kind of a slide too, not quite as severe as the Oilers, but they've been having yeah. a bit of a funk. And, uh, you know, Florida been 8-0-1. Oh, 
<laughs> I think they'd scored 50 goals in those nine, yeah. nine games. Like just, they uh, did. just incredible. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kind of had one eye on the game last night while I was, uh, while I was hosting and I wound up doing a podcast after the show. Sure. So I didn't quite see the whole game. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about like, was that actually a five, one game and what do you expect from the Panthers tomorrow? That's a great question. So the flames got off to a great start, which would surprise nobody. They got off to one of their starts that they had uh, at the beginning of the year, you know, for the first two months when it seemed as though they scored the first goal in every single game. And, and uh, that was a big reason for their early success. And, and then, uh, so they had that, they had a two nothing lead. Um, and then there was a good push from uh, Florida, I'd say in the second period. And, Florida is a much better team than uh, last time I covered them live. They have a lot more depth. I think Bill Zito has done a phenomenal job uh, in getting uh, some key players, but the depth players. And so I wasn't surprised uh, that they started to come on in the second period. Uh, Sam Bennett scored another. Uh, I think that's his 16th on the season. Who saw that coming? Uh, but the Flames scored just minutes later on a power play and that made it 3-1 and then that kind of took a little bit of the life away from the Panthers but I will say this to take to give credit to the Flames I hadn't seen them play this well in probably three weeks and and I think they're really uh, difficult schedule at one point they had played the most road games in the National Hockey League uh, they had been out east twice so they had two long east road trips i think there's a california trip in there you know how those can be tough um and uh they had the fewest home games and then COVID hit and they just weren't the same team they looked exhausted and i've i'm not saying that as an excuse that's just a fact and i said that on hockey night about two three weeks ago that they look exhausted um and last night's the first time i can say that they they looked better physically and mentally uh, and another thing to that point reed daryl sutter has been saying the last few days uh repeatedly that i i don't think all of us should get confused by the players coming back from having covid that just because they're in uni uniform and playing games that they're back to being 100 healthy he brought it up a few times about the respiratory problems some of the players are having and uh, uh, he mentioned a few times again, Elias Lindholm, that he's back in, but he's not his usual self. He's having some problems breathing. And I can speak to it a tiny bit, Reed. Um, like I said, I had COVID, and the last few days, I'm feeling a little uh, shortness of breath. Now, mine isn't severe, and I don't, I'm not an athlete, so it doesn't affect me the same way, but certainly it has uh, sort of played a, a factor in my everyday uh, living. And I, I'm sure there are many people out there listening to this that feel the same way. Yeah, I had COVID and, you know, for the most part, I'm through all my symptoms, but there still are some lingering things. And I think that uh, the Flames definitely were a part of that. And I suspect most seem the National Hockey League have been going through something similar. Kelly, I'm just going to take issue with one of your points during your answer there. Uh, when I've taken a California road trip, I've never found it tough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew you were going to throw something in my face that I get a good laugh for. The, okay, good point by you. Who doesn't like sunshine and uh, <laughs> nice walks uh, along the beach? And yeah, you're right. My bad. I take that back. All right. Uh, our, okay, let's touch on. Having a, hang on. Having a nice glass of wine in LA Live. That yeah. can never be a bad thing, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Look, the, the story. Uh, 
the the story yesterday, so we'll touch on it t- today, was obviously the uh, Leon Dreisaitl, Jim Matheson back and forth. Uh, I mean, you played in the NHL uh, a long time, and obviously in, uh, you know, even though you played in California, like good good media markets with a lot of coverage, you know, huge population, yep. obviously in LA. So, I mean, you had media around all the time in all your, in all your stops. Uh, was there, yeah. was there any reporter that you just didn't get along with or ever got into a bit of a barking match with? Uh, I would say that I don't think there's anybody that didn't really get along with. I, I think you can tell from my nature that I usually respect uh, everybody in the biz. Now that doesn't mean I, I was okay with every single question. I have three incidences where I probably, um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, One, I had a situation with a reporter here in Calgary many years ago. Uh, I was with LA at the time. And remember Gary Roberts when he played and how he played? Of course. He was always crashing into the crease, right? And it seemed as though after every whistle was blown, when I'd covered up the puck, he'd He'd make it look accidental, but he'd come by and his knee would clip me in the head. And it gave me it gave me serious neck problems. And I still have those same neck problems to this day. And I attribute it to Roberts clipping me in the head. So uh, this particular game, he did it all again in the first period. And uh, I, I the whistle blows, like I said. So I said, hey, Gary, do you have a sack? And he looked at me like, you know, He's looking like, what is up with Kelly? Because back then we didn't know each other and I didn't speak to him. I know him now and I think he's a great guy. But I go, do you have kids? He goes, yeah. I go, so do I. I'm just trying to put my kids through college, bud. Like, quit kneeing me in the head. And then I found out later he went to the bench and said what I told him to Tim Hunter, teammate of his at the time, and they had a little chat about it, and Tim was kind of like, yeah, maybe you don't want to do it, knee him in the head every single time. But my point is, after the game, there was a Calgary reporter that came up to me and asked me about that incident. He could tell I was talking to Gary, and he goes, were you just showboating Kelly or faking it or, you know, and and I blew up on him. I, I And it was in front of the everybody in the scrum, and... As somebody was recording, it's out there right now. And I, I tried to find it, in fact, this afternoon on the uh, internet, and I couldn't, but I'm sure it's floating out there somewhere in audio. Um, and I felt badly about him. His first name was Monty, and I can't remember his last name now. And then I had two other situations, another one uh, with L.A., and I was really struggling mightily. And uh uh, that's the year I had my mental health issues in 92, 93, and I was getting peppered with questions from the media, and I didn't like it, and I snapped, and I, I, I actually, in fact, the reporter went through our PR department and asked to chat with me, and I apologized the next day because I felt badly. I just told him my situation. I just It's been a month or two that I'm really struggling, and I can't find any solutions. I can't get out of it, and I just lost my my patience and I apologize. So that was really cool that we had that face-to-face meeting. And then remember Dan Barnes, uh, Edmonton reporter? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So I had a situation and I had an off-ice meeting with the NHL about something and and Dan had written what I thought was just hearsay. It was a one-sided article and he didn't ever ask my point. By the way, I always got along with Dan really, really well. And so I asked him to come outside the dressing room. So it was just he and I, and we had a nice civil chat. Maybe I wasn't quite as civil 
at the beginning. And back then I could be a bit of a bully like a lot of people. And, uh, and so uh, we had a really great chat and he apologized. And I think I probably apologized for the way I went at him, but you will have those situations and you will have a little bit of conflict. Now I don't know the history between Leon and, and Jim, but it certainly didn't appear as though they have much, uh, um, connection or sort of going on between the two of them but i hope they can fix that because you know they're going to be working together for a long long time and uh, it appears to me as they're both good people but they drew a line in the sand yeah well thanks for sharing those kelly i didn't know about those so i appreciate you sharing that for sure and i appreciate uh, that you're feeling better and you're back on the show and we'll do this again next week we'll have a battle of alberta to talk about hopefully it's a good one coming up on saturday and continue to feel better buddy Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. And I heard what you thought about the upcoming Battle of Alberta on the Fan 960, and I won't reveal those comments, but but I hope you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I was on Pat Steinberg's show today, and he said, is it going to be closer to a battle or a pillow fight? And I said, I fear it might be closer to a pillow fight like we had a few years ago when both teams were well out of the playoffs. But uh, I, I hope it's a battle, and I hope both teams are right in that playoff drive when we get down to the end of the season. That is Kelly Rudy for Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Try four weeks free. Visit sentinelstorage.ca. We'll update the NHL scoreboard. Morley Scott's going to pay a visit. He has a special event coming up with a key member of the Edmonton Elks this week. And uh, more goalie talk. The AJHL goalie from the Spruce Grove Saints who scored a goal last night. And Bruderheim's Emirates Mashmeyer, who's made the Canadian Olympic team. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.